So, this government appears to be lurching towards another embarrassing stuff-up, either based on their naivety, or perhaps on some incompetence, or, what is most worrying, a belief that they can do whatever they like, because they know best. So Internal Affairs Minister Tracy Martin has announced that the births, deaths, marriages and relationships registration bill will be deferred to deal with problems that happened during the select committee process. Now this bill, this is the one that streamlines these administrative processes, whether you're getting a birth certificate, death certificate, marriage certificate, whatever. It streamlines the administration as they try to make it more easy to do this paperwork online. But it also attracted some controversy when it outlined ways for transgender people to self-identify their gender. Now, this is a big change to the current regime, which at the moment sees a family court process that requires evidence of medical advice and treatment before you can actually change uh, your gender on a piece of paper. Now, that change actually caused a lot of surprise and condemnation when it came to light and a fair bit of mickey-taking as well, the whole self-identification thing. Callers to Talkback were amazed that you might be able to change something as fundamental as your gender without the burden of third-party impartial proof and assessment. You know, when we were talking about it on this show, I had people texting me and they were making jokes. They were saying, I have self-identified as wealthy, but it doesn't seem to have worked for me as yet. Now, the person said, I have self-identified as attractive, but then I looked in the mirror. So my question is, why has the whole idea been put on hold? Did the government just get cold feet because the whole self-identification thing went down like a cup of cold sick amongst a significant proportion of the population? Or was it because... Well, was it, well, what was it for? I can tell you what they said. Tracy Martin said there has been inadequate public consultation given how significant the proposed changes are. In other words, we all got taken by surprise. And, and this is the big one, the clauses were added at select committee after submissions on the bill had closed. Now, can I just repeat that? They added clauses after submissions had closed. Now, to me, frankly, this is worse than the government thinking it went too far. This is a fundamental cock-up, if you'll excuse the term, but it feels very apt when we're talking on this subject. The whole point of select committees is to come up with an idea, prepare some legislation, present it, ask the public for submission on the proposed rules. Three times you go back to the select committee, eventually you come up with a law that hopefully will work. If you are going to throw in an unnotified change after the submissions close, you are flaunting the entire process of making law. At its worst, you could call it authoritarian and dictatorial. We'll just make up whatever law we like and enforce it and give you no chance to even think about it before it comes into force. It's pretty amazing, really, isn't it? Well done to Crowd Law for picking this up. They're the ones who said, uh, this isn't legal. And it asks some big questions about the way this government is working. Are they just stupid? Are they naive? Do they not know how to run a government? Or do they have a radical agenda that they're trying to sneak under the radar? All those questions are horrific. Meanwhile, transgender activists are quite upset the whole thing's now being put on hold. What about all those people who have differing genders on their driver's licenses and their birth certificates when it comes to a situation when they need two picture IDs? They're going to be stuck. Well, frankly, that's certainly not enough excuse to throw away the democratic process. 
And they're also saying, what about students forced to wear the wrong uniforms or go to the wrong toilet? Well, one thing I know from the families I have known who are dealing with this stuff in the real world is that negotiation and communication amongst the student, the parents and the schools and all the affected parties is always what is needed most rather than some general law for everyone. And I also know from the families facing these gender issues that self-identification is obviously the first step. But before you can be granted the power to change legal documents willy-nilly, however you feel, there has to be some burden of proof and approval from an independent third party to check what you are saying is right. At the moment, that's the family court. That might be a step too far. That could change. But providing independent evidence should not.